up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 120 in the ha was good to everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Much love. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. Keep insane. All that good stuff. And we ain't got much to talk about this week. Not a lot of new music came out. Not a lot of big news stories came out, but we still got some shit to talk about. I pre-screened the Ask Grown questions today, and you know I'll get to it again, but it seems like we're going to be breaking down a few top fives today, or a top whatever today, so that's why we're going to the top. But first, I want to send a shout out to everybody for the love on last week's episode, you know, as usual, uh, I appreciate the love every week. Um, you know, last week during the Ask Grown segment, I was asked what the goals are for Beneath the Dirt in 2020. And I just kind of spitballed a few ideas that I've been thinking of. You know, one, taking the podcast live, adding a second show. Some people want to see two shows a week. Some don't. Some want the podcast to go live. Some don't, you know, normally I don't talk about plans and ideas that I got going on or that I'm thinking about. Um, Usually I don't bring an idea out till it's fucking done and I'm ready to bring it out. But I can't remember the person that asked, but shout out for that question. And, you know, I was asked, so I answered and I'll keep you up to date. I appreciate all the feedback, whether you want, you know, Regarding the show, it's super dope. I'm glad people are invested in it as much as I am. It seems like, to be honest, people tuning in every Monday or throughout the week. It's super dope, man. And you know, when I started this podcast, it was like I, I don't know. I don't know what the expectations were, but it's like. I had only up to that point when I was, when I very first started the show, up to that point, I had only been posting pictures of fucking CDs. I don't even think I was doing anniversary posts at that point. You know, I had the Beneath the Dirt social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at least a year before I started the podcast. And I had intended to start the podcast when I created the social media pages. But I was hesitant to do it for whatever reason, mostly just out of fear, scared, whatever. But here we are now, fucking debating on taking the show live, adding a second show during the week. I like both ideas, but like I said, I'll keep you up to date. I appreciate everybody's feedback on that. And, you know, if I do add a second show to the week, I hope you fucking stay as a listener. Or if I add, you know, if I do the show live, I hope you stick with me regardless of whatever changes may or may not happen. And again, regardless, much, much love to everybody that tunes in every fucking week. It's super appreciated, super dope. Like, just... Tumbling all the goddamn time. Uh, so, uh, 
Thank you again, man. Seriously, everybody, thank you. But let's get into some new music. Or what little new music we got this week. It's some news. Let's start out the news with some well wishes to Bizarre. Bizarre of D12. His manager posted earlier this week on Instagram that uh, he, you know, he posted this picture of Bizarre up in the hospital, up on the hospital bed. Bizarre, he said, Bizarre's doing much better. Had a TIA. Just wanted to let all the fans and family to know he live and he'll be back soon. Dumpster Juice 2021. Um, so I looked up what a TIA was. A TIA is an abbreviation for I don't remember what, but basically is a mini stroke. That's crazy. And since this post earlier this week, Bizarre has been posting up pictures of him back in the studio saying he's feeling much better. So that's really, really dope to see. I hope Bizarre, you know, I wish Bizarre full recovery on this mini stroke. And hope it doesn't happen again, man. It's a stroke is serious shit. So, regardless if you're a fan or not, just hope to see the dude better. So, my get well wishes go out to Bizarre. And I'm glad to see him back up in the studio fairly fucking quick. I don't know exactly when he had the mini stroke or whatever. But he is back up in the studio up on social medias. So get well to Bizarre. Let's get into some new music. We got another new single from the super famous Funtime guys. They dropped uh, a new single and a new video off their new album, uh, Don't Hug Me From The Front. The single, Lucha Florida, is out now. Up on their YouTube. It's not up on Ala Zuli Lu's YouTube. It's up on their own. I peeped the video. And yo, these dudes are pretty dope. If you could get past the gimmick and whipstick wearing a tutu and all that shit. These dudes are actually dope. The production is on point. Like the beat is on point in this track. It was on point. Um, on the other track that they put up with uh, Billy Obey, Brainless. So those are the, uh, I think I peeped like three or four other tracks. So I've heard a handful of tracks from these dudes and it ain't bad. It's pretty surprising to be honest, just because of the whole gimmick shit, the silliness of the look of these dudes, you know, wearing the Lucha masks. I assume they're from Florida rapping about the shit and peep the single. If you ain't peeped these dudes yet, if you are put off by the gimmick like I was for a while because I've been heard of these dudes for a minute and I was just completely put off by the gimmick to keep it 100 but if if you can look past it and just listen to the music the shit is dope it's not bad at all flame emojis for super famous fun time guys you know same with Zool when I first heard of Zool the gimmick put me off for a while the Texas Chainsaw Massacre leather face look I was like oh man but shit ends up being dope. I don't know. I, I know in the Juggalo scene, it's a lot of gimmick-based artists. 
And for me, it got kind of, it just kind of got played out throughout the years. So when I see some super heavy, some super heavy gimmick type shit, I kind of get put off by it. And it's got to be at least like out of a scale of one to ten, like a seven, six or a seven. For me to be like, all right, you know, I can look past the gimmick on this shit. Maybe an eight. Like, you got to be pretty fucking good for me at this point to look past the gimmick. Yeah, bump Twisted, bump ICP, Blaze, ABK, who the fuck else? Gimmick shit, whatever. Slipknot. You know, the whole look. But yeah. Peep the super famous fun time, guys. Lucha Florida, new video out now. I think the shit is dope. I can get past the gimmick because the music is that good. So peep that shit. And speaking of Zool, these motherfuckers put up a another new mask for sale earlier this week. The shit sold out in less than 24 hours. From what I understand, it was a run of 150 this time. These dudes went from doing one-offs to like 20 to 50 now they're up to 150 selling out in a less than 24 hours we got the eight uh the eight bit blast from her 2.1 you know the old school friday the 13th video game vibes the blue and purple pretty dope i like the og look myself the red and white you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you actually can't even see it if you're watching on YouTube. But I do got the mask up on the shelf in the background over there. Just being blocked by the graphic. I just like that classic red and white with some blood splatter. I got to get some blood splatter done on my 2.1. I got it done on my 2.0. Shout out to Peb Customs. He's one of the moderators over there at the Forever Face Alley. Yeah, the new 2.1 8-bit Blasphemer sold out in less than 24 hours. Shout out to Zool. Dude, stay killing it. Uh, they did do a live stream this week as well. Wanted to talk about that. They did confirm that a full-length album will be dropping on 420. 420, so less than three months away. We're getting the next a la Zooli Lou album. Speculation it continues to be Necronomicon 2. Necronomicron, I should say. I don't know if I said it right or not. But Necronomicron Part 2 is the speculation, hence the 420 release date, hence the speculation. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious to see if Dave Slash is going to be doing the production on the entire album. I don't recall them talking about who did the production or not. So, curious to see who's going to be handling the production. I know that they... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be some Dave Slasher shit. I know they want to work with them pretty heavily. You know, since Mausoleum, that dropped a few months back. But I'm looking forward to New Zool. Although not a big fan of Mausoleum. Still looking forward to it. These dudes kill it. Love the merch game. Almighty. Super fucking fire. You know, just the other night on uh, Studio 17, they had the Almighty going up against the Mausoleum. 
Now, Mausoleum only has 13 songs, so they actually combined the Church of Zul in Mausoleum up against the Almighty. It was just a fun show to watch. UFCD. And shout out to Studio 17, Mike Sears. Luke DeGoon was on there. Shout out to Brooklyn Menace. That was super dope to see on that channel. They were all rocking the forever faces. The almighty man, just one of the... I think I said in the chat, the best horrorcore wicked shit album of the last decade at least. And I don't know if I'm wrong in that statement. I didn't really think too much before I wrote it. I just kind of threw it out there. But I think it's definitely a top contender as one of the best horrorcore wicked shit albums of the last decade. Easily, easily, it's got to be up there, in my opinion. Like, if I sat down and really thought about it, I'm sure it'd be right up number one or two. At least number two. But speaking of top five shits, Gorilla Voltage's Gods and Claws celebrated a anniversary this past week. And I had stated that the Gods and Claws album was a, easily a top five M&E release. And then I was asked to post my top five M&E releases because I'd be throwing that out there a lot. Yo, this album's top five from M&E. This album's top five from M&E. And I think I've been pretty consistent in what I've been saying is top five. And I actually had made a list maybe a little more than a year ago. I tried looking it up on my social media pages. I couldn't find it. But I'm pretty sure I did put out a top five or a top ten M&E albums at one point. And um, I couldn't find the post, but I did find a note on my phone that I had started at one point that was a top five M&E. And it has all these four albums that you see right here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, four out of the five albums that you see right here. I ended up taking one off the list. The one that I did take off the list was the Year of the Sword album. I still maintain that. It's definitely a top ten M&E release. That shit is hard as fuck. They did a really good job with the collaborations on that album. So honorable mention to that. But my top five, and I broke it down in order, and I had number five, the ROC's Digital Voodoo, and it kind of pained me to put this at number five, but all these these top five albums from M&E are just so good. So good. They've really put out a lot of dope music in the just few years that they've been active, what they've been active since 2016, I want to say. So five years, maybe. Maybe 2015. It's been like five or six years, whatever. But they've put out some really good albums. And ROC's Digital Voodoo was a super dope album. It was definitely worth the wait, you know, since I think it was like a 12-year wait since he dropped Oh Hell No. And the time that it took for him to drop Digital Voodoo. I love this album. Top tracks on Digital Voodoo for me would have to be the title track. Um, Clouds Black Out the Sun is probably my favorite song on that album. I love the beat on there. Super dope. Still Running is Fire. Disgusted with Twisted is... I love that beat. I love the what they're talking about on there. Super dope. What is Hell with Esham and Mastermind. Esham and Mastermind came correct on there. Super dope. Uh, Revels in the Dark with Lex the Hexmaster. 
top tracks right there from Digital Voodoo. I love that album. So number five, top five Magic Ninja albums, ROC's Digital Voodoo. And then at number four, I had Twisted's Mad Season, the first album that they dropped in 2020. And this is easily, in my opinion, the best album that they've put out since Abominations. Revelation is dope. Don't get it fucked up. It is a really dope album. Probably the second best album that they've dropped since Abominations. So in 2020, they dropped two of their best albums in the last decade. And But Mad Season is fucking fire. I love this album. Granted, a lot of the singles, half the album was released before the album even came out. You know, I think this was top number six on my top 20 of 2020 as well. Favorite songs, F Feelings, Follow Me, um, Forget You. That's what they be telling me. Super dope album. If you haven't peeped it, you got to check this album out. Mad Season from Twisted is absolutely fire. And definitely deserving of that number four spot. And to think before, when I took out the Year of the Sword album, Twisted didn't even have a top five M&E album. In my opinion. Until they dropped Mad Season. I like The Darkness. I like Question Marks. But m and released a lot, a lot of good albums that they had to compete with. And I think that's dope. That like... Twisty got competition on their label, and I think that's super dope. But number three, a group that's no longer on the label, but one of my favorite releases from the label is Gorilla Voltage's Gods and Claws. I love this album, man. It celebrated the anniversary this week. I brought it out into the whip throughout the week, was bumping it, and goddamn, this album is two years old. And it's just as dope as the very first time I heard it. I love this album. Uh, Before, I didn't like Generation Fool and Westerlance. Those are the only two tracks that I didn't like. But I like Westerlance now. I still don't like Generation Fool. just kind of doesn't really fit with the album, in my opinion. But so many dope songs. Handful of Matches is such an insane way to start out the album. Super hype track. Let Go, Good Die Young. Good Die Young is my favorite song on here. Uh, Rocks in My Socks. I love I love that beat. I love the vibe to that shit. Mad Scientist with Kung Fu Vampire. Super dope. I love this album. Gods and Claws from Gorilla Voltage. I wish they were still a group. But they're doing their own thing solo. And they're actually killing it solo too. Still looking forward to... Uh, a debut, you know, an album from Clockwork. I know he's put out an album before, so it wouldn't be his debut. But definitely look forward to a Clockwork album or a song from his group, Them Chains, because they've been killing it with music as well. So, disappointing they're not still together, but they, they're still doing this shit. Uh, Gorilla Vol- uh, not Gorilla Mr. Gray doing his solo thing. As well, he dropped a couple albums. He's getting ready to drop a metal album. But if you never peeped... I got a lot of people saying they never checked out Gorilla Voltage. And it's you gotta do it. You don't have to buy it. Just stream the shit. It's definitely worth at least one stream, in my opinion. 
to figure out if you like it or not. I think it's, I think the shit's super dope. But number two, I had a la Zuli Lose, The Almighty. Like, this album, man, I was just talking about the best horrorcore wicked shit album of the last decade, possibly. I love this album. I was bumping this throughout the week as well. And this shit is just super fucking hard. It dropped three years ago, almost two and a half years ago. And the shit just still goes dumb fucking hard. There's not one bad song on here. Even the skits are dope. If I had to pick like a top three songs on here, I'd probably go The Parish, Axe's Family, and Bilal. But then you got songs like Skin, Forever Face, Venomous with Twisted, Still Waiting for That Venomous 5 album, Into the Fire with Loki, Going to Hell. Like, just banger after banger on the Almighty. Love this shit. I really hope that Venomous 5 album drops 2021. Supposedly they're working on it. You know... Monoxide had speculated that they were going to be start working on it at some point. And hopefully it's in the works. But for my number one album on Magic Ninja, I had Young Wicked's The Return of the Prodigal Son. Yes, I love Ala Zulilu. They're my favorite horrorcore wicked shit group in a long ass time. But this right here, this album, this is like some real life shit. I love this album, man. I played this album for fucking damn near two years nonstop. It dropped in 2017, and I've not one bad song on here. The intro is dope as well. I could just play it from the intro all the way through. 14 tracks, in my opinion. Return of the Prodigal Son, the best album Magic Ninja has put out. And this is why I'm like just ready for some new young wicked ready for new young wicked in 2021 hope dude is at least dropping the mixtape i think dude should be dropping mixtape and an album this year but we shall see love this album top three tracks on this one for me (sighs) shit would probably be blau with monoxide at gmo ski love that shit too Long in the Dark, It's Still I Rise. Yeah, Still I Rise. That's like one of the more popular singles Magic Ninja has released as well. That video has a shitload of views. Um, and Too Long in the Dark is just fire as well. But every single song on this album is amazing. So that's my top five for Magic Ninja. ROC, <clears throat> excuse me, ROC, Twisted, Gorilla Voltage, Zool. And Young Wicked. Top fives. Top fives run the world, baby. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but... Magic Ninja been killing it since they started. Definitely looking forward to see what they got going in the future. And... I'm really hyped for it. The Venomous 5 Project, like I said. New Young Wicked especially. Twisted's dropping the rock album. I'm curious to hear... How that's going to sound like. I feel like that's going to truly be a rock record. I know Mutant is quote unquote rock record. But. It's just not a good record Mike. But let's get it to some new music. 
some new slash not new unheard kind of rare uh, Q Strange dropped or Scumbag Superstar Q Strange Hype Man dropped Quintessential Q Strange Part 2 this past Friday and again it has three songs as Volume 1 did and uh, of the three songs two of them have been released before Don't Talk to Strangers which was on the, the very first Rare Cuts Rare Cuts Volume 1 and My Year which was on Rare Cuts Volume 2 and then we got the new unheard song. As far as I'm concerned, Rock Your Face. I never heard that before. Um, don't, don't Talk to Strangers, dope track. My Year is a dope track. Rock Your Face is a dope track. I'm hoping that with these releases from Q Strange again, it'll get him out of his uh, retirement or whatever the fuck he's doing. So two out of three been previously released. Still dope tracks. You might not have heard it. And if you have, you know they're dope tracks. And then we got the Rocky Face, which is also dope as well. So go peep that. That's up on all DSPs right now. And then we got pre-orders for Bonnie and Hyde. Mr. Hyde's new project with his wife, I believe. Sherry Rain. Pre-orders are up now on MrHydeMerch.com. They've dropped a couple singles for this already. The singles have been really dope. I fucks with Mr. Hyde. And I'm looking forward to this album. Probably going to get my pre-order in. There's, from what it looks like, the first run of CDs is going to be a limited edition. And I think it comes with a poster. These fucking posters. Like I said, like I was talking about with the Double Dragon release with those posters. I don't need any more posters, so I'll probably just wait for like a standard edition for this album as well. But I do fucks with Mr. Hyde, and the songs that he's released with Sherry Rain have been fire. I like it. I like the singing from her and Mr. Hyde just coming with that brutal death rap shit. So the pre-orders are up for that on MrHydeMerch.com. Go peep that shit. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And hearing that shit. And other new music. We got a new single from Hobson just a couple weeks ago. Hobson and Dane Ritter. Former co-owner. Co-owners I should say. Hobson and Dame. Of Funk Volume. Uh, put out that podcast. that we talked about it. Broke it down. Hobson apologizing. Hobson... Seems like he's, uh, you know, going on his uh, apology tour or whatnot, trying to make things right with people that he might have did wrong to or whatever. Early last week, he posted up a video up on his YouTube and his social medias, basically talking about mental health, mental health and telling people to see a therapist and all this shit. You know, I don't disagree with him. But it seems like this is the new direction that Hobson's going in. We're going to be getting a lot of mental health shit on his new shit. And his new single, Your House, is up on all DSPs. He dropped the video for it. It ain't the apology that I'm sure Dame is looking for. 
but this is a dope track. Uh, basically, this is a track talking about how Hobson's dad beat the shit out of his mother. And it's quite unfortunate. I know a lot of people go through that shit. You know, fortunately for me, I never had to witness any kind of abuse between my parents. Maybe some verbal abuse, but no physical abuse. But, uh, yeah, basically talking about his father beating the shit out of his mother, him going to sleep at his friend's house to get away from the shit. Really dope track. Very well done video. As Hobson, Hobson usually does. And I'm looking forward to Hobson's music, new music. I really am. I am a fan of his shit. You know, I like to poke fun at him, whatever. But I am a fan. I broke out Raw this week. Haven't bumped Raw in a minute. And I love that album. Super dope. I like pretty much everything he's put out. I think dude's been pretty consistent with his releases. And it's been a few years since he dropped No Shame. I know some people didn't like it. You know, some of this... A really fucking toxic album from Hobson, to, like, put it simply and, you know, at, you know, the least or whatever. But peep the new single. The video's dope. Cinematic shit like Hobson does. Like I said, subject matter is there. I fucks with it. Maybe you will. So go peep that shit. And then we was just talking about Cottonmouth Confusion last week. I was speculating that this new single, We Roam, was going to be just Deloke, the second Cottonmouth Kings single to be released in the last couple months. And the second single to feature only Deloke. Now, the, but both songs do feature people singing on the hook. Uh, the Legends Never Die had Sober Junkie on the hook. And whoever's on the hook for We Roam, I don't know because Deloke didn't credit you. So we got a little bit of fuck shit with that. But this new song from quote-unquote Cottonmouth Kings, a.k.a. Deloke, because it seems like it's Cottonmouth King now, not Cottonmouth Kings. You know, the new album supposedly dropping um, 420. We just have to wait and see if that's actually the case or not. But the new single, this ain't it. This shit is poop emojis. Straight up. Legends never die. I fucks with it. It was a very dope tribute track to Saint Dog. Rest in peace to Saint. This shit right here. I know he got his daughter in the video. Um, I listened to it once. And to be honest, it was a struggle to even get through that first listen. This song ain't it. This is not. The Legends Never Die shit was a nice break. Just because it was a tribute to Saint Dog. But I hope this ain't the kind of direction that we're going with Cottonmouth Kings. This is not what I want to hear. If it's Cottonmouth Kings. If it's D-Lo, then whatever. D-Lo could do whatever the fuck he wants. Because he can make it personal to him. Right? But with Cottonmouth Kings, I want to hear shit like 420. Bong Token Alcoholic. So high. Fucking... Um, no tolerance, subnoise rats, you know? That's the type of shit I want to hear. I don't want to hear this We Roam soft, candy-coated fucking... It's just not it, man. It's just not good. Not good. 
and it's to be honest, I, I, I would already have low expectations for a new Cottonmouth Kings album just because I don't know who is Cottonmouth Kings at this point. Will it have unreleased Saint shit on there? Is Richter part of it? Um, we know Daddy X ain't around. DJ Bobby B still flinging his shit on social media every once in a while. Talking his shit. Rest in peace, Pacalika. Pretty sure Lou Dog ain't nowhere to be found. So... The Cottonmouth Confusion, man. Like I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it. I'll keep bringing that title back until shit kind of makes sense. Cause it shit don't make sense. This song don't make no fucking sense. I don't like it. Not for me. Maybe it's for you, but you know, I've said it before. Say it again. Just so people don't think I'm hating to hate. Cottonmouth Kings, one of my favorite groups of all time. So I ain't just hating the fucking hate. It's just, it's just, it's not a good track, ain't. It's not it. All right, I think I got my point across, right? (laughs) Oh, man. D-Loke, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? Ah, fucking with the fans. Like, trying to figure out what is actually going on. Because it just, it seems like it's Cottonmouth King and not Cottonmouth Kings. Like, what the fuck? Uh, let's see. Let's get it to some more. Uh, let's get it to some kind of fuck shit, shall we? So earlier this week, you know, we had the presidential, uh, you know, the new president being fucking sworn into office, whatever, the inauguration. And some asshole from The Atlantic wrote an article about the inauguration and he compared Trump supporters to juggalos, you know. Uh, at noon tomorrow, our four-year experiment in being governed by political the political equipment. Fuck, man. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> I fucking hate reading. I swear. I don't know if I'm dyslexic or if I'm just really just trying to jump ahead or what. But let's go. Let's try this again. At noon tomorrow, our four-year experiment in being governed by the political equivalent of the insane clown posse will finally end. What the fuck? Graham Wood, you asshole. It is ending in Juggalo style. Some have called it Trumpalo. Who the fuck? I, I never heard of this. I ain't never heard of that shit. Violently and pointlessly with handful of, with a handful of deaths, the smearing of various bodily fluids and a riot on the way out. Man, fuck this guy, right? This guy's an asshole. So I had posted up, I posted this graphic up, and I was like, from what I remember... The Juggalo March on Washington went pretty fucking peaceful. If I remember correctly, went pretty peaceful. I don't remember any riots, anything like that. Yeah, shit goes down sometimes at shows, has gone down at the gathering, but not at Washington. I'm not a political podcast, and we ain't really going to get into that shit right now, but I just wanted to point out that this guy was an asshole. And I wanted to point out and make sure it was fucking clear, regardless of your views on the Juggalo March or not, right? We all have our different opinions on the march. But from what I remember, it was pretty peaceful. Juggalos just took a little stroll around the Capitol. Then they held a concert. 
they had a bunch of public, you know, uh, speeches from people speaking out against the gang label of Juggalos. So I remember that shit being pretty peaceful. Um, and fuck this Graham Wood guy of the Atlantic for posting just some nonsensical bullshit. And Violent J responded to it and he got some press coverage for it as well. You know, some positive press coverage. Cause I mean, to me, it just, I don't know. Juggalos is just some asshole trying to paint Juggalos in a bad light. So fuck that guy. And I believe one of the writers, another writer from the Atlantic said, fuck this guy as well. So that was dope. Dope to see. And speaking of like press runs for Violent J, Violent J was up on Steve-O's Wild Ride. You remember Steve-O from Jackass? Uh, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, Jackass. And he used to do his own videos back in the day as well. Straight to DVD releases. And Violent J was up on Steve-O's podcast. And it was an okay listen. You know, I'm not a big fan of Steve-O. I can't really fucking stand him. I used to, I used to like Steve-O. But I think I was like kind of just young, dumb, drunk. You know? But these days, I really can't fucking stand Steve-O. I like seeing him... I like I like to know that he's clean and shit because he was fucked up for a while. So it's dope to see him clean and shit. Uh, basically, the whole point of Violent J being on Steve O's podcast was Violent J had told a story during one of the streams in December, I believe, about how Steve O was just an asshole back in like '04 to him and ABK. Anybody kill a shout out. And Steve-O had caught wind of the video and he felt bad about it. And he's another one. He's sober and clean, so he's trying to make amends with people that he may have rubbed the wrong way or screwed over or whatever at one point. You know, they didn't talk about anything too crazy on here. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me was like, yo, Steve-O's voice is fucked. But Violent J's voice is fucked. As well. Like who has the worst voice. <laughs> Between Steve-O. And Violent J. Like whose voice. Like they both sound like. They've been smoking cigarettes. For fucking 87 years. And. You know. I'm surprised Violent J. Could still rap at this point. The way his voice is sounding these days. What's he going to sound like. On the new Yum Yum shit. If it ever comes out. But on the podcast, they talked about how Steve-O was an asshole. Steve-O apologized. Uh, They talked about the gang shit. They talked about the Eminem beef. And a few other things. Nothing of note. It was an okay listen. Nothing super interesting. But it's out there. It's up on YouTube. If you want to peep it. You know, Violent J tuned in remotely. So... Although I could can't stand Steve, I had to listen to it just in case if there was some gems drop, but ain't nothing that we've already heard seventeen hundred times at this point, you know. But peep that shit if you ain't checked it out yet. And we got the Ask Roan segment this week. Shout out to everybody that's still tuned in for a slow news week. We just kicking it, having a good time. 
I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, so a couple hours ago, I post posted the Ask Roan segment, and we're going to start on Twitter like we always do. And we got one reply up on Twitter. We got Kilimanjaro. Shout out to Kilimanjaro on Twitter. I uh, said, I'm starting my vinyl collection. What are good album recommendations based on sound quality? Um, as far as vinyl goes, I keep all my vinyl sealed. I have like two records that I opened up that I regret opening up and I just wish I kept sealed because uh, I never listened to them even after I opened them up. So I don't know. I don't know what any of the ICP vinyl sounds like. The Twisted Vinyl sounds like supposedly all the old ICP stuff has been remastered for the vinyl. But I don't know because I just never listened to it. I don't have any any way of listening to it. I'm just a collector. So I had to get the vinyl of it. You know, I'm a completionist. So as far as sound quality goes, I, I got no idea. I apologize. But I've said it. A ton of times before. I keep all my vinyl sealed. So no recommendations from me. And then we got DC Fago guy. Shout out to DC Fago guy. I got to get him out on the show sometime soon. Uh, DC Fago guy says. Would I be trolling if I asked. If you've gotten Yum Yum's lore yet. With a laughing faced emoji. No you wouldn't be trolling. Because. As of today. Today is Monday the 25th. One month ago today, Yum Yum's lore was supposed to be released. And we still ain't got it. We were supposed to get it within two weeks of the 26th, which would have been January 9th. It has been over two weeks since then. So almost a month since we got the update on Yum Yum's lore. Uh, being released in two weeks, which was two weeks ago. I don't know if we're ever getting it, man. Like, and it it may it, it it makes me think of some shit I saw Murder Mayhem Mitch post up up on Twitter, and he said something along the along the lines of, "I'll, I'll just see if I could pull it up real quick." Uh, Murder Mayhem show. Uh, let's see. Juggalos. Nope, that ain't it. He said. Real Juggalos don't want no picture, but they just walk up like, hey, where's all my free shit that I didn't even know I was getting six weeks ago, but suddenly I can't live without. Mitch, shout out to Mitch. I fuck with Mitch. Mitch is that dude, but Mitch is Mitch is just one of these pro ICP guys where it seems like ICP could do no wrong. Mitch is the homie. I ain't talking shit. And I don't want it to be taken that way. But the shit he be posting, it just seems like ICP could do little to no wrong in his eyes. And I see that as a consistent theme throughout social media. And I see it especially when I say something about ICP asking about the shit that we've been promised. Like, yeah. I can't live without Yum Yum's lure. 
I, you know, real juggalos don't want no picture. They, but where's all my free shit? Like, it would just be better if they didn't promise us free shit. That way we wouldn't be expecting the free shit, right? And technically it ain't free. We paid for that subscription. So technically, yes, it's free, but technically it ain't. Because for me, those December streams were ass. And really, I'm just paying that $66.50 for the Yum Yum's Lore CD. Now. I don't know why it seems like people can't see that ICP can't do no wrong or whatever. But DC Fago guy, you are not trolling if you're asking about Yum Yum's lore. And I had posted, uh, f- talked about a few weeks ago as well, that I had received a pre-shipment notification from uh, Farmington, Michigan, which is where ICP's Psychopathics head- headquarters is based out of. Now, that pre-shipment was made on December 30th. It's still in pre-shipment. But just the other day, three days, four days ago, on January 21st, I got another pre-shipment through USPS informed delivery from Farmington, Michigan. So now I have two pre-shipment notifications from presumably Psychopathic Headquarters. Could one be the Halloween bag and could the other be Yum Yum's lore? I don't know. I will keep everybody up to date if these pre-shipments change status status wise if they actually get shipped out or not but i did get another pre-shipment so um you know it's giving me more hope that we're getting some yum yum shit soon because what the fuck man and supposedly you know yum yum bedlam dropping march 5th just just a little more than a month away so we're just gonna have to wait and see I wouldn't hold your breath if you're waiting for the album to drop in March, though. And it's unfortunate. Ah, fucking Yum Yum, man. The illest looking card of the second deck. And it's a girl. Female. And she's giving us so much damn problems, man. What the fuck? Alright. Shout out to DC Fago guy. Also, uh, on Instagram, Adam Zuli Lou. He writes, how does Axe stand up against other classic groups? Rank these five groups in order to find out. House of Crazies, Half-Breed, Dark Half, Nadas, and Ala Zulilu. Now, just the other night during the UFCD Ala Zulilu stream, I had wrote in the chat that Ala Zulilu is better than House of Crazies. I don't know if that's really a controversial statement or not, or a hot take or whatever the fuck. But I think it's true. But let's rank these five groups. All right. Number five, I would probably put. I probably put House of Crazies at number five out of these five right here. House of Crazies at number five. They do have some classic shit, but a lot of that old stuff is hard to listen to, especially the first two albums. But House of Crazies is dope. Uh, So number five, House of Crazies. Number four, Dark Half. Shout out. To Damien Quinn, Rest in Peace, Gino Cult Shit, Graveyard Blues, Top 10 Horrorcore Album, in my opinion. So, definitely Dark Half, number four. Number three, I would put, 
I probably put Ala Zululu at number three. Super dope. And the only reason why I would put them at number three is because of how new they actually are. Let's see how their music holds up through the test of time. It seems like it's going to hold up like the Almighty still bangs, Psycho bangs, Head of Horns is still dope, as is Necronomicron. Like, the music is holding up so far. Let's see how it holds up with a little more time. So just because they are newer, I'll put Ala Zululu at number three. Number two, I would put Halfbreed. In my opinion, Halfbreed is one of the most underrated and underappreciated Horrorcore groups of all time. Scraps and ROC, um, known at the time as Soul, was just killing it. Serial Killers, like all three projects that they put out are classics. Serial Killers, Contamination is a top 10 horrorcore album, and then Rage of the Plague. Like, just, they killed it with those three albums. And yeah, it's only three albums they put out, but just because of how good they are, in my opinion. They got to come in at number two of these five that I have right here. And then number one has to go to Nottis. If it wasn't for Nottis, if it wasn't for Isham, Mastermind, and TNT, in my opinion, you wouldn't have a lot of the shit you have today, including Dark Half, a la Zululu, you know, and then any other fucking newer groups that are coming out, horrorcore, wicked shit. But Nottis, man, just super classic, has to be number one, in my opinion. Do You Believe in God, Blasphemy, Multi-Killionaire, Wicked Worldwide, shit, Godlike, like, their body of work. Life or Death has a lot of dope tracks on there. End of the World, which is celebrating an anniversary today. Today's Sunday, the 24th. End of the World is a dope album. So, yeah. Number five, House of Crazies. Four, Dark Half. Three, Zool. Two half-breed, one nadas. Super dope question. And that's why this podcast is to the top. Because we rank in the tops. Top fives. Top threes. And all that shit. Um, Let's go to Facebook. We got two from Facebook. Not a lot of questions this week. Last week I kind of felt um, overwhelmed and inundated with questions, which was dope. I highly recommend everybody reply to these. I love doing the Ask Your Own segment. Um, But not much this week, but doesn't matter. Shout out to everybody that still replied. We got Richard Smooth up on Facebook. Top three Monoxide verses during the M&E era. I already thought about this before the show, and it was actually pretty easy. I thought of it really quick. Top three Monoxide verses, I won't rank them in a particular order. I'll just say what my top three are. Top three would probably be um, his verse on Blau, which is on Young Wicked's Return of the Prodigal Son. His verse on that album might be the best verse he's ever spit. I don't know. It's up there, though. Definitely one of my favorite verses ever from Monoxide, so easily... One of the best verses that he spit during the M&E era. His verse on that song is just stupid hard. The wordplay, his delivery, all that. Monoxide is a fucking beast, man. And he's still killing it. Um, So Blau. And then I'd have to go Venomous. 
off off the Almighty from Ala Zuli Lu. His verse on there is fucking stupid hard. Kicking that wicked shit. And his wordplay, again, his flow on there is just phenomenal. Just super dope. Love the Venomous shit. And then, you know, number three, I was kind of debating back and forth, which I'd go. Uh, so we'll do a tie for number three. Technically top four. So, um, But we'll call it a tie for three. Um, F Feelings off Mad Season. His verse on F Feelings is fucking hard. I love that beat. That's probably my favorite Twisted song um, f- since the Magic Ninja era, I guess. I love that song. I love his verse on there. This shit is stupid hard. And then I would go his verse on Breakdown, which was on The Darkness as a bonus track. His verse on there is fire. Love the beat. Love the chuggy guitar. I think that was the only song from the M&E era that made my top 10 twisted songs that I did with Speaky Cloud Podcast a couple months back. But his verse on Breakdown is fire, man. Just Monoxide, Ben saying it, I'll continue to say it, just killing it. Monoxide is that dude, and he just keeps getting better with time. It's crazy. So I'm going to like that comment right now. And then I'm going to like the other one that I'm about to read right now from Ben Stockwell. Shout out to Ben Stockwell. OG fucking horrorcore.com days. Uh, I've known this dude for a minute. Um, He says, when are you going to have Stockwell as a guest so we can just wax old school horrorcore for two hours? Yo, if you're down to hop on the show, you are Ben Stockwell is full of knowledge. This dude executive produced i think at least two of shy one's albums he used to throw on the wicked underground music fest festival uh back in the day there's that one four ep the wicked underground music festival four ep uh got gruesome on there mcnasty dan saltine v sinister uh did i say mcnasty fucking A whole bunch of motherfuckers on there. Super dope EP. And dude put on those ill festivals back in the day before festivals were really even a thing. And I know, I know, uh, I know your fucking knowledge of horrorcore wicked shit is probably a little bit better than mine, to be honest. But if you're down, fucking let's do it, man. I definitely have you on as fucking a guest because I think you're. I think Ben, you know, I think Stockwell is just one of those kind of unknown dudes that was kind of behind the scenes on some horrorcore wicked shit back in the day um, that people don't know and they should know, especially especially if you're a fan of Shy One, Gruesome, and all that type of shit, that wicked underground kind of sector of the horrorcore wicked shit. So I'm down. I ain't down to fucking have just anybody on the show. If that was probably most other people, I probably would have ignored that question straight up. (laughs) Straight up would have just ignored that question. But that's going to wrap it up this week. I appreciate everybody that tuned in this week. For, For our slow news and music week, we still made it damn near an hour. 
If you're tuned in 56 minutes in, hit me up on my social medias and let me know. Comment on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Much fucking love to everybody that's tuned in. And I'll keep everybody up to date if I'm going to take the podcast live. If I'm going to add a second show to the week or not. But again, I appreciate everybody's feedback on that. Go peep that super famous fun time, guys. Peep the hops and shit. Hope Bizarre gets better soon. And I'm going to wrap this bitch up. I'm Ron Boner Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace. Thank you.